Radio Red Fund's coverage of the 1988 bicentenary protests has just been inducted in the National Registry of Film and Sound. Nick Henderson, curator at the National Film and Sound Archives, is joining us on NITV Radio to discuss this historical move. Welcome to NITV Radio, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Now, why have the Radio Red Fund sounds taken so long to make it into the National Archives? Because uh, it's taken some three decades, while Julia Gillard's speech, which has also been inducted uh, this week, took uh, just uh, some ten years to make it into the registry. I guess there's two things here. One is that uh, Sounds of Australia is a program that we run every year. Um, the focus of the program is to invite the public to nominate uh, the sounds that they think should be inducted into Sounds of Australia, into the registry. A number of these are already in the National Film and Sound Archive collection, um, so they're already preserved and safe, but we, we I guess we run the Sounds of Australia project to involve the public and to promote um, sound recording heritage. So when we go out to the public, they nominate their sounds uh, and they get voted on by a panel. So um, it's, not a, it's not a controlled process in that sense uh, and it's really uh, in response to when the public uh, provides their nomination and, and when the panel votes on those. So that's kind of how it comes about. There are sounds and pieces actually of uh, history that are much older than that, that have also just made it into the registry. Yeah, this sounds going back to the beginning of the last century. Absolutely, and some of the most important recordings in that uh, context are some of the earliest uh, wax cylinder recordings, uh, including uh, recordings from Central Australia, uh, from the Torres Strait, uh, from the late 1890s and early, um, just into the turn of the century. So some really uh, important Aboriginal recordings. And uh, who can nominate pieces that go into the registry and uh, what criteria do they adhere to? Well, it's just really members of the public. Any any person out there can nominate a sound recording um, as long as it's uh, over 10 years old. Uh, so part of that is I think sometimes people uh, think of sound and, and often it's just the thing that they recall uh, from, a, from a moment rather than a recording. So recordings could be anything on, say, wax cylinders or uh, vinyl records. It could be on um, CDs or, or digitally, um, but it needs to be a recording in some form. And it needs to, I guess, have significance uh, to Australia. So it could be anything from, uh, you know, songs. It could be uh, from bands, popular bands. It could be environmental recordings, um, right through to things like community radio, like the Radio Redfern coverage. Yeah, Radio Redfern sounds are really important. Uh, The debate they sparked and conversations that they started are still raging to this day. Look, absolutely. A very important documentation and much more broad than what was going on on the day, in a sense, because what what Radio Redfern did through to RSR, which is uh, the station they broadcast on, uh, was to bring Aboriginal broadcasters from around Australia to come and be involved as part of the broadcasting throughout that week um, to support them, to train them up um, and for them to then go back and do set up their own programs to set up their own stations. And so it's actually quite an uh, important moment more broadly in, in, in First Nations broadcasting in Australia uh, that led to the creation of, of uh, I guess, a whole network of um, First Nations broadcasters around Australia. As a curator, I know it's very hard to rank items you, you curate, but how do you rank these uh, sounds? Well, 
in, in terms of the top 10 lists that we've uh, that are being inducted this year, certainly I think for me Radio Redfern's coverage is, is right up the top, uh, both for its significance in terms of its documentation of, of, of a pivotal moment in Australian history, but also for the, I guess, the in a, the kind of waves uh, that it continues to push out in terms of those, um, you know, broadcasters, but as you said, also in, in other areas of media, um, hearing uh, significant community activists, uh, people like Gary Foley or Tigger Bales or others, um, uh, Tiger Bowles, um, who, who went on to do so much more beyond this. And so having, having their recordings, uh, survive, uh, is a really important documentation. And, um, you know, it's also coming up to the 40th anniversary next year of, of, uh, Radio Skid Row. Uh, so it's a great opportunity also to, um, to highlight that and, and also the 100th anniversary of, of radio broadcasting in Australia. And what does it mean now that these uh, sounds are archived at the NFSA? The process with this is uh, Sounds of Australia is really to um, provide a showcase to highlight um, significant recordings. Um, it, it, by being inducted into Sounds of Australia, it doesn't necessarily mean that the recordings are part of the National Film and Sound Archive collection. In the case of the first recording uh, that we've got from this year, it actually comes from South Australian archives. Um, and other recordings, for example, the one of uh, Julia Gillard's misogyny speech uh, was recorded by Department of Parliamentary Services, and they maintain an archive of all of those broadcasts. But in a, for items like the Bicentennial uh, protest coverage by Radio Redfern, they are parts of our collection. So we actually have 17 hours of recordings from the day. Uh, so it's a really unique um, slice of uh, community broadcasting history, uh, which is, is held by the NFSA. And having the Sounds of Australia enables us to really showcase different parts of that. So for anybody who's listening, you can just pop onto the National Film and Sound Archive website, which is nfsa.gov.au. And on the homepage, you'll find uh, a link to this uh, Sounds of Australia for 2022. And you can listen to three uh, parts of that uh, recording. So we thought 17 hours might be a bit too much, but hopefully the three segments which we've got up um, give a bit of a, a sense of, of the day. I guess this gives them more visibility and accessibility, uh, I'd say. Absolutely. And look, if people want to listen to any more of those sounds or the wider collection, we have over 4 million items uh, in the National Film and Sound Archive collection. So that includes material like radio, but also includes television, film, uh, games and, and a whole lot more. So you can access uh, information about our holdings through our catalogue, which is linked off our homepage, and you can access the material if it's not already online somewhere on our website by coming into one of our access centres. So you can access from every state capital in Australia. Nick Henderson, Curator of National Film and Sound Archives, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much for having me.